As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and Things flapping their wings on. Birds with friends. Birds All I know is that that he has a game where Shield don't read both seven thousand. <laughs> and I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do and, it. And so the yeah, purpose that's of what oh, I really oh, what I needed oh, was oh, not oh, to get oh, at least oh, one oh, more oh, reader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, a post game pod following the Eagles' 22-17 loss to the Cleveland Browns. They fall to three six and one. And finally, this coming Thursday night, we can dispense with the nonsense that they are still a first-place team because they are guaranteed to no longer be in first place after Washington plays Dallas unless those two teams tie. And so we move on and we can talk about this terrible Eagles team, another terrible Eagles performance. We are also live on YouTube for the sickos among you. But Zach Berman, Marissa Morris. Zach, how are you doing? How do you think Shields doing? Uh, I think Shields watching the Kansas City game right now, probably doing well, enjoying that. We are rehashing a game that, uh, frankly, just continued a bad season, a bad game for a bad season. It was like the greatest hits. All the things that were going poorly this year, you saw it in the game. The turnovers, the lack of protection, uh, couldn't convert on third down. I thought the defense did fine for the most part, but uh, – I thought you had a good tweet in terms of the response off scoring plays. Yeah. That, that wasn't there. And just overall, the the biggest concern, more so than being three, six, and one, you know, you would think that would be the biggest the biggest concern. It's that their franchise quarterback just continues to regress. So I know that's a long preamble, but uh, this was a bad uh, this was a bad outcome. As as I wrote, it's no injustice to lose to the Browns. Like the, the Browns are a good team. They were favored to win. Uh, that's it's well, it's not I, a I, th- I mean, that's the Browns. That's partially true. I think the way that this game p- played out, the way the defense was playing, I think it is like they did do a bad job. They should have been able to win this game, you know, as much as they were containing the Browns offense and stopping Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt for most of this game. You know, if they play a very boilerplate offensive game, they win. I think, but uh, you talked about it. The Carson Wentz thing, Carson Wentz in this game, uh, you know, this is a zero zero game now, you know, not, not uh, Carson Wentz's fault that Miles Sanders fumbles the ball inside the five mm-hmm. yard line on the Eagles opening drive. They could have gone up seven, nothing, but it's a zero zero game. Carson Wentz is blitzed on the right side. Richard Rogers doesn't pick it up, but he should still uh, see the blitz coming. He has Jalen Rager open uh, on a little bit of a, a fake wheel. 
and he doesn't pull the trigger. And instead, he gets hit as he throws and throws a pick six to Sione Takitaki, which is just an outstanding name. And uh, it was really off from there. He had another interception late in the game on a sort of a very silly pass to Alshon Jeffrey, which was a good reminder that Alshon Jeffrey is still on the team and, you know, looks 85 years old, looks looks exactly like you would expect him to look coming off a Liz Frank injury. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz was pretty bad in this game. And after the game, the questions for Doug Peterson were, you know, is he still going to be your quarterback? And I know that this is what you wrote about. So let's, let's dive right into it. What do you think is going to happen? How bad do you think Carson Wentz would have to be for him to get pulled? Well, that's a good question because I, I don't know how much worse, like exactly four turnovers against uh, the, the Cowboys didn't get pulled uh, today. They were just stagnant, you know, in their past two games, they are two for 21 on third downs, right? Yikes. They were two of 12 today and they were 0 for nine last week. Uh, that's a reflection. Is 21. So you really nailed yeah. that. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. It's um, late for you. I know it's tougher for you. No, I've been, I've been writing and frankly, cylinders. I didn't expect to be doing a video pod tonight. I, I, I didn't shave this weekend. Yeah. We didn't, this this came this. together at the last second. So yeah. You, if you, you threw it on me. Or Marissa to... was able to, uh, was able to pivot at the last second from uh, Christmas pajamas to a, a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> said in the chat, that I look like the Michelin man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not we're gonna get him. Are we gonna get a big? Well, my sweatshirt is like uh, puffy and like you know, so it's, I I can see it, but <laughs> I guess it was better than my Christmas PJs. So well, you look like uh, you look well protected for like a collision. Yeah. Like well, yeah. I mean, if I had the Eagles' offensive line blocking me, I would need that. So. Well said. Good one. <laughs> you know, we we could have just done audio only. It, it would it would have been just fine. But yeah, but well, well, we you know, people are up. It's it's about nine forty five. If we waited for the audio, they wouldn't get it till closer to midnight. You know, Fair we enough. want people to have a chance to chat, and so you know, let us know what you think in the chat. Uh, but uh, I mean, and, and, so, and so you have so, a drink you're showing off as well too. We should I have what? And you have oh, a drink yes. you're well, showing I off promised. Uh, I promised our dear friend Defop Lauren from Wild Farm Wines that the next time we had a nighttime pod. Uh, video that I would have a little. Uh, I'd have a little Wild Farm Wines on the on the show. So I've got the. Uh, the 18 Syrah here, which I have not yet taken a sip of. I mean, I do have to finish writing tonight, but I will, I'll take a, I'll take a little, a little juice, you know, why not? Uh, so Zach, let's get back to this. You know, the Eagles, the Eagles have this very difficult stretch that started today with the Browns. Uh, next up is the Seahawks on Monday night. Then you've yep. got the Packers, the Saints and the Cardinals, mm-hmm. four teams with a combined, I believe, 28 and 12 record all of these teams are very good i think there's every expectation that the eagles are going to lose all four of these games they're going to be three ten and one they'll be uh, underdogs so, in every game and so you would expect you know it, it's a tough sell maybe to say okay you throw jalen hurts into the mix now but is there is there anything that you can see happening barring injury that would make the eagles pull carson wentz yeah, I, I would have to it's say the, yes. It's the million but it dollar question. Had, it yeah, is. So, so here's the thing. All right. So first off, we should tell our, our listeners, Doug Peterson said Carson Wentz is starting on on uh, Monday against Seattle. Carson Wentz is my quarterback. Right. And he seemed he seemed uh, like surprised at the suggestion of the question. You know, I went back and watched the press conference again, and he, he looked X's toward nose, his side. Grinding the tape. Good job by you. <laughs> uh, and he, he'd look toward PR guy, like, like, are they really asking me this? Um, and this was to the question, is he starting against Seattle? Not to your, so Bo let it off. We should point that out because Bo did not get a question in on Friday and, sure. uh, they made sure that, that Bo was leading off playing center field tonight, uh, because, uh, short got staff, that I fir- yeah, short staff got that first question in. And the question was, did you consider, benching uh, uh, Carson or replacing him with Jalen Hurts during the game. And Doug said it was like a one score game really throughout the game. And he mentioned the conditions. I don't know what that had to do with it, but uh, I think he was approaching it as if like the game was out of hand. Did you like, yeah. not, not in a replacing, try to win the game. Okay. Replacing, so that's how like, he was you're putting in your backups. I think sure. that's how he interpreted it, which so, my fault for asking it that way, yeah. that open-ended. 
So, uh, so no, it was, it was, I understood your question. And then he answered the question uh, about Monday night. And he said, yes, he's all right, you know. Um, and then he was asked a, a, another question. Is, very good. This is a very good question by yeah. Jimmy. This was the question that I, if someone had already asked the question, that, then I would have asked. I think it's the appropriate question. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you, uh, it's essentially, I, I don't have it verbatim here, but do you have the autonomy to make the, that decision or do you have to check that with other people? Mm-hmm. Namely, uh, now they weren't named, but Jeffrey Lurie and Hallie Roseman. And Doug did not answer that directly. Um, but but and again, he is a pro, he, it's, it is as if, at least publicly, which is probably the right way for him to do it. Um, you know, you have to act this way until you actually pull the plug. Mm-hmm. But he is answering it as if um, there is no way on earth that Jalen Hurts could be better than Carson Wentz right well, now. Yes, exactly. So that was the the uh, interesting thing about that answer is he said it would send the message to the team, to, to the locker room, that they're giving up on the season, which is frankly not anyone else's interpretation on it. Everyone else's interpretation, I think, is that you make that move to try to fix the season, right? Like that, that car that that you're not doing that to plan for the future. You're doing that to try to salvage 2020. You're doing um, it because you don't know. And, and right now you know what you're getting in Carson Wentz, and it's really bad. And you don't know what you're gonna get. It, Jalen Hurts could be worse. But he can, he couldn't be much worse, and there's a chance he's better, and there's a chance that you know behind a, a broken offensive line, maybe Jalen Hurts gives you a little bit of extra juice. Maybe there's some, maybe that adds a little bit of something to the offense. So, I probably and just just thinking about that, I, I really haven't invested enough thought in, into it. But if I was Doug Peterson, what do you I, mean? I you just I, wrote the story about it. No, in in terms of what to do. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like I, I didn't say they should do this or they should do that. I would lean toward keeping Carson Wentz as the starting quarterback. Um, I think Carson, when when Carson's at his best, few people in the world can play quarterback as well as him. But he, he hasn't, hasn't been, been at, at that best. level this year. They've played 10 games and he has been at his best in exactly Agreed. zero of those games. Agreed. And it's so what, it's you know, bad. what about what about it's when Jalen Hurts is at his best? Well, I mean, we're. I don't know. We don't know. I'm not ready to like move on from Carson Wentz yet. And I think that such a decision, you're opening the door for potentially moving on. I don't view well, this like uh, uh, I'm 2000- sorry, but you opened that door for potentially moving on when you drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. And that's that's what I think is, uh, you know, I tweeted this, but I think that I think that is the um, the bottom line here is that if you don't think that Jalen Hurts is good enough to be better, good enough right now to be better than what you're getting at quarterback from Carson Wentz, then he was not worth a second round pick. And maybe that's maybe maybe they're judging that he's not ready, and maybe maybe it's more about it was a bad pick than it was they sh- that he should play right now. I think that's certainly possible. But when you draft a guy in the second round, and uh, you and I were, were talking about the Howie Roseman quote that he said, I think speaking to WIP back in uh, in the spring after the draft. The ultimate responsibility is not to Carson Wentz. It's to the organization. And when you draft a guy, a backup quarterback in the second round, you are saying this guy is good enough to be able to, to start for us at some point if it needs to happen. And right now, the way that Carson Wentz is playing, if you are not being responsible to him, you're being responsible to the organization. It needs to happen. Uh, I, I don't totally agree with you. I, I really don't because I I mean I, I think, I, it's I, think a, well, go ahead. I think I think a you're overstating the investment in Jalen Hurts. I don't think a second round pick is the same as as like like this isn't. I think that's crazy. Then, I mean, you know, they weren't they weren't drafting him expecting that Carson Wentz was going to be this bad. Obviously, they were expecting him to be a backup quarterback, and they had a franchise yes, quarterback. Exactly. But they were also drafting him to give themselves give them give the team optionality for any number of things that could happen. And whether they expected this or not, this is a thing that's happening. Carson Wentz has been one of, if not the worst quarterback in the league this season. That's the, yeah. that's the truth. And no, so you're absolutely right. they have an option. They have this option that they drafted. Like maybe this isn't how they saw it playing out, but it, this is a break glass in case of emergency type situation. Now, obviously it is more complicated than I'm making it out to be because uh, you know, first of all, 
this is not a great time to be bringing him in. You're, you're if you're if you're going to make that uh, move, you don't want to make it going up against these you know this very difficult run of four teams. Um, Probably but, in Seattle's pass defense though would be would be the oh, best uh, matchup. That's yeah. a fair point. Um, and you know you have to think about what it means for Carson Wentz's future. Exactly. Uh, he's he's basically guaranteed to be on this team through the 2021 season because of his contract structure, but. I'm sorry. You know, if if you thought that he could handle uh, mentally drafting a quarterback in the second round, you have to think that he can also handle getting benched and maybe being able to come back from that. Yeah, that's you know, I I, I think you 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 put it well there. Frankly, I wish we did this before I wrote because I think that's a better way of 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 writing it. What I wrote is that I I, th- I think they were forthright in what they said after the draft that they viewed Jalen Hurts as an insurance policy, that they didn't view Jalen Hurts as a threat to Carson Wentz when they made the pick. That being said, I don't think they could fathom that this would happen, like that Carson would play this poorly. And with the way Carson's playing, uh, it it needs to be a legitimate question. And what I wrote, and and it's it's how I ended my column, which should be up by, you know, hopefully in like an hour or so, was – Maybe it's not the answer. Like, like maybe benching Carson's not the answer, but they don't have any other answers. Like we've seen that now through 10 games, they don't have any answers. And right. You hear you know, them I've, after games. It's no, the same thing. They haven't done anything creative. They haven't done anything different. Uh, you know, it's, it's not like there's this Jalen hurts package that, that they've been waiting. It's not like there's <laughs> pathetically, this pathetically this, like, nothing in the package. Yeah. This, this one like, snap def- today. Yeah, there's this defensive, uh, like like anything on, on defense. Really, the only two things they've had this year uh, that that were kind of on it that that were different were forced on them, which was Travis Fulgham coming out of nowhere and Jordan Maialata <laughs> right. looking decent at, at left tackle. Otherwise, they, it, it's just been running into a wall trying to do the same thing. Well, over and all, over yeah, again. and all these different things you could talk yourselves into. Like you know, maybe uh, we talked about last week. Maybe when. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball as long as he doesn't turn the ball over. We'll be in good shape. Well, last week they didn't turn the ball over and they still stunk. Uh, you know, maybe maybe once you get everybody back on offense, things will things will hit the ground running. Well, you know, everybody but Zach Ertz is back. They're healthy on offense and they're still not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And 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 the other thing is I take issue with. Um, and again, I'm not saying that I would make the decision, but I think I think they certainly have to consider it. And I take issue with Doug saying um, if you went to Hertz, you would send the wrong message to the to the locker room, because I think you could argue that you're sending the wrong message to the locker room now that maybe, you know, every position on the team is not a meritocracy, because if there was any other position where a guy was playing this poorly and you had a backup, you would be moving on. Uh, and, yeah. and it wouldn't be like, oh, how's this guy going to respond to uh, to getting drafted like you know how do how do you think the def- to getting benched rather how do you think the defense feels in this after this game when they have a, a pretty good game the only touchdown the Eagles score is off of a, a turnover they force uh, you know they're out there busting their balls and the offense can't Whoa, do anything a little late night uh yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah no I I, I you know? hear you there I mean I was I like was I'm sure earlier. I I am sure that there we've said this before but I'm sure there are players in the locker room who are thinking to themselves put Jalen Hurts in. Yeah, and I was I was talking to someone earlier who said like, if 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 this wasn't context dependent, like if if this was your high school football team, exactly, Jalen Hurts would be in. Um, like if if you just looked at the way the starters playing, you would make this a was St. Joe's prep. You know, Stefanski would be benched for Joe Judge. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So well, I so guess I, not because Joe Judge transferred when he lost the job. So yeah. Whoever replaced uh, him as the back. And Stefanski was a real good quarterback at St. Joe's Prep. Um, but uh that being said, like look, I I uh I can understand if if you went to that route. I just think that context matters. <laughs> Excuse me. I need to take a drink of water here. I apologize. If, it, if, if you want some this advice uh from our listener uh Jason, he says weed and ice cream helps. <laughs> okay um no context matters i think carson's built equity with this team and he's the franchise quarterback like the, what's so funny what 
Carson Wentz has as many turnovers as Zach had turkeys entering the week. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, and and I, I think that's a decision that has ramifications. So I don't know if I would go that route yet. I would go that route if, if because, and we've talked about this with Shield. If you make that decision, you need to be willing not to turn back. Yeah, but you also need to be willing to, to turn back, I think, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what Kevin Cobb was back in, in 2008, right. yeah. So do you think, uh, we, we've talked about, do you think they will do it? Uh, and would you do it? Do you think they are considering it? Do you think it's a discussion? Not for this week. For this week. Okay. No. But do you think it's a discussion between Doug and or Jeffrey and or Howie? If it's not, then then they are uh, they're they're not doing their jobs well. If it's not like if, if you're not having that 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 conversation, then um, it is irresponsible to the organization, in my opinion. What did you make of uh, a long time before Doug had his post game press conference uh, after this yeah. game? Usually, it's much quicker. What did you make of that? So there, there's one of two things. Either Doug was spending a long time talking to his his locker room or before Doug speaks to us, at least in past years, I don't know what it's like in the pandemic and we're right, not, right. You know, we're not, we're not there, there unfortunately. in the locker room, but Doug speaks with Jeffrey Lurie. So maybe that conversation was going on for a, a long time. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think like Doug was just hanging out in his office preparing for that press conference because uh you know I, I think there are some things there that he just didn't he he wasn't replaying the game in his mind yeah that was tough that, that question about the not taking a timeout um yeah after the josh sweat sack in the late in the second quarter which we can get to because it was uh you know an example of doug not having any faith in the offense but uh yeah, yeah he was Doug's not, not he was sean McVay. prepared uh, yeah doug's not sean McVay. He, he can't tell you every play that happened uh <laughs> 10 years ago, much less, you know, a few hours ago. Um, but yeah, some, I, I, some, look, shots I, of, some, some shots of my hairline in the chat. I said, <laughs> what is the, what's the chat saying? You see, when it says my hairline is disappearing fast since my <laughs> Eagles sight days. That was like eight years ago. Nah, I think you look good. Number one, number two. Uh, I never know if you're laughing at what I'm saying, or if you're laughing at what someone's writing here. Well, you can see which way I'm looking. If I'm looking to the right and I'm laughing, uh, you can true. assume it's, yeah. yeah, but you can be listening. to. That's me. true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for uh, you know the sickos among you, exciting news that our our uh, our merchandise website has been updated with the new T-shirt that was discussed on the last pod. You have the we have the recreation of the. Uh, it turns out it was a text, not an email, to my wife Rachel, uh, which is all the more bizarre if you read if you read it and see all the exclamation points. But uh, you can you can buy that bad boy on our T Public store. A few a hours left, I think, for the uh, for the discount. Uh, Are you yeah. a fan of the office? I mean, I'm not a Kirk Cousins level fan, but uh, uh, I've seen all the episodes. You know, well, the pyramid scheme opening is is mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite openings. Okay. And I thought that was a I thought that email was a play off the pyramid scheme thing, but I could. Be oh, wrong. I don't think I, I do not think there uh, was self awareness. You think it was sincere? Okay. Yeah, okay. it was. I promise you that it was sincere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, or at least copy pasted as a sincere. Um, okay. Anything else to, to talk about at the quarterback position? I mean, what what did you make of his game today? So it's interesting. I and I was talking to Marissa about this when you're getting your uh, red wine. Um, <laughs> My, that's a good. You know what? The Browns have a guy named Red Wine, Sheldrick yeah. Red Wine. <laughs> true, true. Uh, so I, yeah, I, it's, I, it's on it's on brand. You know, I'm just making I thought a, a Carson to Sheldrick. I, th- I thought I liked him too. coming out. Yeah, I, I thought Carson started the game off well. A matter of fact, like I had a tweet prepared, like this is this is as 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 well as Carson's played in weeks. That uh, he had a pass early in the game to Goddard that was you know had, had a nice touch on it. Um, and yeah, then, I said I right like literally right before the, the pick six. I'm thinking, oh, we're getting good Carson this game. Yeah, and then he uh, yeah, and, and then the pick six, and everything seemed to go downhill from there. Now. I think that there are factors here you need to consider. Again, I don't, I don't want to come off as a Carson apologist because he's not playing well, and whatever criticism is being levied against him is merited. Uh, but I, I think that his protection was was bad today. Boy, right? did Jason Peters look awful. Yeah, and I, I thought you know the, he's always had trouble with Olivier Vernon. 
Oh, okay, pulling back the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking Dolphins, and I was like, yeah. Um, no, that's uh, he, he was, was bad. Cooked. He was bad. He's and been, we yeah. should tell, in, in case our, our listeners did not uh, listen to the post game press conference, Jason Peters was not on the field at the end of the game because of an injury. He wasn't benched or pulled or anything like that. He left with an injury. Lane Johnson left with an injury. Jack Sold Driscoll him. left with an injury. Kelsey left and returned. So, you know, again, mm-hmm. the, the walking wounded here. But. Yeah. So, I, so I, I thought the protection was, was not good. And I thought the play calling again was just unimaginative. Well, what did you make of the run pass split? And I know like this is such a, this is such a classic thing, but uh, that opening drive for the Eagles, they run down the field. I think it was nine runs on 10 plays gets yes, them 70 plus yards into uh, at to the five yard line. When Miles Sanders fumbles, they, I think Miles Sanders had 14 carries in the first half and two in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, the game flow changed. You're chasing the score a little bit, but um, you know, should, should they have ran the ball more? Well, it was working early in, in, in the game. And I, I think they were, they could have gotten into some more manageable, third downs. I, I don't want to be like the run the ball guy because I, I tend to believe passing is the better route, but I think the running game was working and I probably would have gone with that more. Um, again, there was, there were certain game situation things, but I, I thought too, like I, 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 I mean, I, I don't want to change the subject. So I'm curious uh, your opinion on the, on the running game. And then I'll say what I said, what I was about to say. Go ahead. I'm responding to a text about the. Okay. okay. So a, a week old text. No, no, about the three week old about, oh, okay. about Jane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I, I thought that uh, you know the the penalties, even though they didn't have a lot of them, were costly. Again, they had so 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 after they went down, what was it? Uh, they they went down two scores in the fourth quarter, and uh, they need to score. All right, first down play, they get a fourteen yard gain to Richard Rogers negated by an illegal mm. formation or legal procedure illegal um, formation i believe yeah 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 pushes them back five yards first and 15 they don't gain a yard thereafter um so uh like they're they are it, it's not just that they're a bad football team like they're a sloppy football team and yeah, we well, they spent all week talking about we're you know we're gonna fix these things in practice exactly. they had like four uh pre-snap penalties on defense plus that one you just talked about on offense there's i mean we they're bad at everything they're the the, the roster construction's terrible they're very poorly coached and the players on the field yeah. without like beyond coaching are doing a bad job like, like they're the bad same, at every level they're bad on and, defense they're bad on offense they're and, bad against the pass they're bad against the run i mean and the same issues as last week too like like greg ward lets a punt go over his head right special teams is awful yeah greg ward let except for the blocked field goal that was that that was a big one yeah okay but uh, greg ward lets a punt go over his head it gets downed inside the five and there's a safety like like two plays later and three yeah, plays later terrible um, and uh, it, it's, a big it's all super forecasting uh win uh, point for for shield on that there were a he, lot inside the five that's I true think, yeah um only we'll one point that. he gets though so. only one point he gets yes exactly and we'll, uh, we'll get to that yeah. scoreboard so, shortly but uh I mean, yeah no, i mean there, across there, the board there's they, there's nothing they can hang their hat on they're not good at anything i thought the defense like i i thought the defense played tough um up until like I so Nick too. Chubb, I, I know you can't take out. I, I don't want to sound like Jim Schwartz here. Yeah, I mean, uh, poor Nick Joe Chubb, Ostman, huh? Yeah, Nick Chubb gets that 50-plus yard run. He's completely posterized. Like, yeah, they were bottling up throughout most of the game. Nick Chubb's a really good we're running We're outstanding back. against, the, run, against yeah. the running backs. You know, yeah, it's an important distinction. I thought the um, I thought a drive, like, like an underrated drive that hurt them, uh, the Browns didn't score, but but that that 94 yard drive in the first quarter, first half, after after they had pinned the Browns back, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and and the uh, yeah, so the Browns didn't score. The Eagles stopped them on the fourth down, but like they just let the Browns go all the way downfield. There, that was a bad drive. And um, the deep ball was a problem. In the this secondary game. is terrible. It's yes. terrible. The the they longest pass the allowed came today. Uh, Avante Maddox like has been really bad, and they talked themselves into that. that Jalen like, Mills they, has been really bad. Like this is one of those things too, where 
where sometimes we're like, well, they need to know more than we do. Right. Like, like, you know, but right. well, yeah, we, we say they must, this is they their must job. know more than we do. Yes, exactly. They, they don't. No. <laughs> so, I mean, well, you know, they do, but they it doesn't do, necessarily but, yeah. manifest itself into yeah. us being wrong. Like, but no, I think the flip side is they talk themselves into things too. Like they, they convinced themselves on the Avante Maddox thing. There was no evidence. I mean, we were young about the Maddox's like, two years here where like his best position was on the outside. Of they course could, not. They, they talked themselves into that. Um, and and Jalen Mills at safety and he's been bad. Yes. They talked themselves into that. Uh, so, so that uh, those were the hiccups on, on, on defense, but, but look, you hold the Browns to 13 points, which is what the defense did. You should win the game. That's a good. That's a good callback to uh, the email I once got from Sean McDermott, which I think our uh, loyal listeners might remember. Uh, uh, wait, yeah. wait, wait! What is the email? Can you tell me? I think I've told this story before. Uh, it was it was uh, after a, after a late season Eagles game, and I wrote on the website, you know, da 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 da, like you know, the Eagles gave up however many points, yeah. and got an email from Sean McDermott that said, well. You know the defense didn't give up all those points because there had been there had been a, a turnover, a pick ah, six yeah. or whatever. So you know that tells you how how closely he was sure. reading the website. It's, of course, he or he's just a big fan of your work. That's true. A big fan of your work. Yeah. Um, you know what I was thinking? Like this, what a, what a dour game, and like you know, Eagles fans, obviously, what a terrible season it's been. Uh, like to watch this game. Imagine going to that game, especially if you were like not a family member or friend. What a what a horrible experience that would have been. Um, no, I mean, I, a, dude, I, I think sitting in the pouring rain, watching, watching this bad football team. I, I disagree. First off, if you're supporting family or friend like that, I that said must other, be than, awesome. other than that, I said, Oh, well, other than that, well, no, I, I think being at a game, well, I, I mean, your health and the health of those around you is the most important thing right now, obviously. But, uh, if, if you can do it healthy in in a healthy way i i miss being at games right now i'll i'll tell you that like i miss so i yearn I've got you know fatigue from covering games on tv for sure i i yearn for this time next year when uh when we could be sitting next to each other at uh in a press box watching a game i don't know if i've ever i've ever um earnestly used yearn good for you I, I think I've, I've probably written it before. I don't know if I've ever used it myself in conversation. So I, yeah. I give you, I give you a, you know, a tip of the cap. And yeah, this is like our, you know, we don't get to go to Cleveland that often. This, this could have been a chance to go it's to true. Cleveland, uh, which, which I, I, I always like going to Cleveland. We got some, I, got, I have, a, I have a, a friend in Cleveland that I would have okay. been nice to see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, obviously I uh, being outside in, in the rain must've been tough. Yeah. I agree. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Couple, a uh, couple comments Excuse worth me, I, a mention. I need, the, I need some water here. Uh, applied Science says uh, that's actually Zach's wallpaper throughout his home. It's not a backdrop. Uh, <laughs> if he's got, if you're, if you're not uh, watching, he's got uh, the athletic uh, Zoom background. I could see that. Zach's that background looks good. It's way better than my background. Very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need uh, him to help me do that. <laughs> uh, Ryan Reed says Marissa is drinking out of a Kitchen Aid stand mixer bowl. <laughs> Because uh, we know she likes those big mugs. Uh, let's see. There was one other one that was good. Uh, da, da, da. A lot, lot, lots of uh, comments about me flexing, which is, you know, fair. 
Okay, I can't find the other ones. Uh, you know, because I have this Raiders game on, it reminds me. Uh, it, this it's you know, it's not an original thing to say that like, uh, you know, nobody can like say anything meaner about the Eagles or Eagles fans than than Eagles fans can say about themselves. Like, you know, nobody hates the Eagles more than Eagles fans. But uh, the idea that like Nelson Aguilar having a good season for the Raiders mm-hmm. is somehow going to make Eagles fans mad is so, like. No one, no one's hoping they still had Nelson Aguilar. Like he, if he was on this Eagles team, he would have like, you know, ten catches for forty-five yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, he good needed for to him. change of scenery. Yeah, good, but, good for him for going out there. But it's not like, oh, look, the Eagles made a bad, did a bad, did a bad job letting him go. No, he was not. He, he would be bad if he was here. I'm not surprised that he's playing well though, because I, I always thought he had talent. Good for him. Yeah, and I don't even think anybody's like you know, angry at him. I think Eagles fans are probably like, oh, good, good for him. Yeah. You know, exactly. wish he was back on the team. And this probably team- should be getting paid more for what he's doing, but that's besides the point. Hmm. Uh, okay. Marissa, what'd you think of the game? Did you get to, did you get a chance to watch? I did. Um... Just here and there. Well, Cause you do, you do the Browns podcast too. Yeah. And we actually did that uh, earlier tonight. Um, what did they very, have to, what's very the different view? tone yeah, on what's their the podcast. View from, I'm curious. Um, what's the view from the other side? What did they say? They're talking playoffs. Um, playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the AFC is going to be interesting down the stretch. Um, they I need, was surprised that the Browns at need the Raiders were to on lose the outside tonight. looking in. Yeah. Yeah. They need the Raiders. They, they, uh, the dolphins, what did the, did the Dolphins win? No, the Dolphins lost. The Broncos beat the Dolphins. So that was good for uh, the Browns. Um, but the Colts pulled out that last uh, second win over the Packers. So uh, that AFC race is going to get real interesting down the stretch. But the Browns play the Jets, the Giants. So they got a pretty uh, easy schedule. So we'll see. But yeah, they're talking playoffs in Cleveland. Now, did they think that this was like an impressive performance from the Browns um I mean there's there's a lot of Baker talk as per usual um you know still he had a couple nice throws in this game he also yeah just a wide open guy in the end zone a couple yeah I mean there's they they were very impressed with the defense there's been a lot I mean no Miles Garrett and that defense really stepped up um that was a big mood going into the, the weekend consider the competition yeah um but the fact that without Miles Garrett, they were able to do what they did. Yeah, a lot um, of pressure. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the big mood on their podcast. I tonight. would say my read of that would be, I mean, of course it would be, but my read of that would be much more a function of the Eagles playing poorly than the Browns <laughs> playing particularly well. Although Denzel Ward, I thought was good. Yeah. Um, Sione you know, Taki Taki, like you said, the best name ever. Um, fantastic name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zach, the Eagles didn't throw the ball a ton in the first half, but zero targets for Travis Fulgham. I mean, guy was the best player on the team for four weeks. Can we can we try to get him the ball? Like, why are we manufacturing these touches for Greg Ward instead of Travis Fulgham and uh, and Jalen Rager? I agree with you. And Travis is uh, – I don't think it's cause and effect, but his production has declined since Alshon Jeffrey got back in the lineup. Right. Precipitously. Um, now, Alshon's he played like six or seven yeah. snaps in this game. I was tracking the snaps or, or at least trying to off TV copy. Um, so the idea that he was going to play more that Doug said was yeah. was not true. But, you know, when he was out there, boy, did he look feeble. Now, I saw on on your tweet, you thought Travis Fulgham got interfered with in the end zone. Yes, you thought I that did. was P.I. I did on the on I mean, the, the, the interception that was then overturned. Great camera angle. Uh, yes, I thought I thought he was there early. And Look, listen, I, I'm talking, you know, all kinds of smack about the way that Carson's playing. I did not think that that was a bad decision um, on that play. No, I agree. In in people were saying it was quadruple coverage. It was not. I mean, it was single coverage. And because the ball was up there so long after it got deflected, uh, it was then there to be intercepted. But you know, third down, you're in field goal range. You give your best player on offense probably a chance at a 50-50 ball. I thought it was a fine decision. And there's a chance you get PI, which, you know, they very well, very well may have deserved. Yeah. I I thought now uh, there were, there were really two calls or two non-calls that, that had big, that had, had big effects in this game. That's true. If if that's PI, you have, you have first and goal at the one yard line and maybe you get seven there instead of three. And then the other thing was the forward progress call. That was Uh, tough. 
that, that was, was tough a really they, big play in the game. They, obviously. they forced a fumble, you know, they forced a fumble. I don't like the forward progress call. Um, it didn't look to me like he had been stood up for very long. I thought that that was a bad call. What yeah. did you think? I agree. And it's unfortunate. It, it, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that's unfortunate that because it can't be reviewed. It's one thing if, if there's like mm-hmm. a, a call that can be reviewed, but that just can't be reviewed. Yeah, that was tough. Um, we know we have talked and lamented for a while the um, you know disappearance of aggressive Doug, and you know whether or not that is like him uh, believing less in analytics or whatever. I think he told you uh, what he felt about the offense in this game several times. Two punts on fourth and less than five, I believe, from Brown's territory, and then at the end of the first half. After Jason Kelsey goes down and he brings in Luke Jariga, uh, or they have to bring in Luke Jariga, uh, the Browns get sacked on second down. It, it's a third and 14 upcoming with about like 140 left. Eagles have. We should say who got the sack. Josh Sweat. Yes. And, uh, and Doug does not take time out. And he said after the game, he didn't really remember the, the sequence, which is sequence. You know, a nice. He said there was probably him. a reason for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he said he wanted, they, they, I think he thought they wanted to keep them on offense, which, you know, would have been the wrong decision because you also had one left and there was, there's more time. Uh, so, you know, he told you all, all you needed to know. And then there's a play on like later in the second half, a uh, yeah, third and seven, they do a zone read. And, yes. you know, then there's like a, you know, a second and 13 where they're doing a Carson Wentz QB draw. Like, I, I think all you need to know about how Doug feels about the offense is the kinds of decisions he's making in, in, the, in these games. He has absolutely no faith in the offense. Which is which is like him and especially today because Press it's Taylor wasn't there. Yeah. Like he's he's the guy today. Right. So he's the guy working with Carson. Mm-hmm. He it was it was bad. Um yeah, like there's there's no there's no excuse for this offense, and I I I, I try I try not to I be try like the, to walk away. <laughs> I I try to be level headed in my analysis, like, like not be away. overreactive. But uh, there's there's no rationalization for the way they're playing right now. It's bad, and you know I I thought that when 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 Carson so this is getting back to Carson uh, potentially being being benched he was asked about it after the game and he's like you know the media can ask or or, or do whatever they want i just want to be clear like this isn't a, a media manufactured storyline sometimes you see that with with quarterback controversies like this this was brought on by three things a the way uh, carson's playing b the way the team's playing and c the fact that they drafted a quarterback in the second round yeah. right like that if it's if pretty easy Sudfeld, confluence of events yeah yes if Nate Sudfeld was the backup, if, if they just went into this year with Nate Sudfeld and let's say they took um, the uh, James Morgan in the fourth round, let's yep. say, like no Grand one's going to be saying, no one's going to be saying bench Carson for Nate Sudfeld. Well, but I also think the flip side to that is if it was just Nate Sudfeld as the backup quarterback, I think mm-hmm. there is a better chance that Carson Wentz would have been pulled in one of these games in really? favor of Nate Sudfeld because they wouldn't have it wouldn't have created such a firestorm. They would be they would be sending the message yep. to Carson that he's not being good enough without mm-hmm. creating such a firestorm. Then maybe they, they need to have Sudfeld active one day and, <laughs> and do that, right? Maybe. Wait, could you imagine if all three were active and they went and they went to Sudfeld <laughs> over her over Hertz? I could imagine that. <laughs> yes. Um and the yeah. I mean they're not like the uh, it, it's the same thing like the um the relationship between how badly Carson Wentz is playing and their willingness to put Jalen Hurts onto the field on, you know, those, those situations, uh, you know, not as a replacement quarterback, but just as a, as a mix up on offense. Yeah. Are, are you surprised we're not seeing more of Hurts? I think it tells you that they're, they're scared of this, of, of creating more of this uh, discussion. Interesting. So you think it's, it's I mean, their... also they don't like, also they've exhausted their uh, creativity with yeah. those plays. I mean, they don't have a lot of plays. It, yeah. Let him throw the ball, please. Like, you know, yeah. he doesn't have to know the entire offense for him to have a couple plays where he can throw the ball. But it's funny, all these things that, that Doug has asked about, like the Hertz thing, rolling Carson out. They don't do any of it. It's like they don't do any of it. They don't do anything interesting. The routes he, he, don't complement each other. It's no. like you line up here, you line up there, and just beat the guy across from you. He does the same thing they every don't have single that kind week. Of talent. And they and they say all the time like how 
how hard, how, how many hours they put in and how hard they practice. Like, I don't see anything on a week to week basis. That's different from the week before they make the same mistakes. They play the same players. They call the same plays and they have the same problems. Yeah. So that's right. What'd you make of the safety? We, we haven't really talked about the safety. I thought that was just a brutal play in the game. Is that um, all on Jason Peters? Because I, I bring this I up it's on Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson put that on Carson. I think it's on both of them. I he mean, Peters it. got just dusted yeah. on that play. And, um, and he had help on the play, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think it's on both of them. I mean, Carson probably needs to get the ball out. But um, you also know the quarterback you have. You called that play. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, like, there's, there's one thing you can't do in that situation. I guess two things. You can't. <laughs> turn the ball over. Right. But, but like, you can't take a sack in the end zone. That's true. And I think, I, I mean, I think it's on Carson, but it's also on Peters. Like you got to do better than that. Yeah. Uh, Who's let the, me, let's tackle next week. Who is it or who should it be? Who is it? It's Peters. What do you make of the Nate Herbig situation? Because this is insane. He was inactive for this game. He was not listed on the injury report at any time this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard last week he had this finger injury. So either, you know, they're not following the rules by, uh, you know, not listing him on the injury report, or he's benched, not only benched, but benched to the inactive list when they could have used him as the backup center today uh, because Kelsey gets hurt. Yeah, something's weird there. Something I mean, very it weird. could be. Yeah, I think that's a you know I'll, I'll I'll if if nobody else asks I'll try to ask Doug that tomorrow, yeah. but it's very bizarre. Yeah, it's it's one of these things too. And it's in one the or news. the other. Either he's benched or they're or they're breaking the rules. In the uh, in the Zoom media setup, everyone gets one question, so like you have to make yours count sometimes. And right, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, you know issue. Uh, did you consider a quarterback change for what's the deal with Nate Herbig yeah. to start yeah. off the pre- the post game yeah. press conference? But uh, yeah, very bizarre. Uh, let me uh, update you because I know you are on the edge of your seat, Zach, and all of our listeners and watchers about what happened with Swooper Sorecasting, Sorecasting this week. Now, of course, Zach entered with his mountain of turkeys, and he didn't use all of them. He ended up with only three uh, irons, no, four irons in the fire, but he does have 26 turkeys next week. His four predictions for this game. Combined rushing attempts for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will be more than Carson Wentz pass attempts. This was very close for you, Very close. 33 combined attempts for the running backs, but 35 passing attempts for Carson Wentz. So the end of the game uh, put this over. Garbage stats, yeah. No no turkey for you there. There is at least one special teams trick play in the game, a fake field goal slash punt or a surprise onside kick. Unfortunately, that did not happen for you. Uh, Miles Sanders has either a receiving touchdown or a reception of 30 plus. Oh, so close. Unfortunately, that did not happen for you either. And a non-running back on the Browns has a run of at least 10 yards. The longest run for a non-running back in this game, a seven-yard scamper for Baker Mayfield. So Zach goes over this week. Poor allocation of turkeys. You got your 26 for next week. I uh, had only three irons in the fire this week. Jalen Rager will have his best game of the season by receiving yards. He had 53 receiving yards in this game. Sorry, 52. And he had 55 in week one. So I came just short there. Andrew Sendejo will knock either a teammate or opposing player out of the game. Doesn't have to be completely out of the game. The player can return. This did not happen. I feel like philosophically the... Uh, penalty he committed where he just ran into a guy uh, for pass interference is sort of along the same lines, but I will not take it. Uh, It was a very funny moment. I thought the third funniest moment of the game. Uh, So nothing for me there. And then Miles Sanders catch percentage is at least 60%. Five targets for Miles Sanders, three catches, precisely 60%. Hit that on money. Hit that one. So I take the lead with one. Shield, though, had five opportunities. Browns tight ends score at least two touchdowns. Did not happen. The Eagles begin a possession on or inside their own five-yard line. Happened uh, multiple times. So a point for Shield. He ties the lead. Jalen Rager is the Eagles' leading receiver. 
did not happen. The leading receiver for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, five catches for 77 yards. Browns running backs will run for 150 yards or more. Did not happen. They had 125 yards. And his last one, Dallas Goddard has over 50 yards receiving or a touchdown. He gets that. So Sheil is our week 11 winner of Super Storecasting. I believe the season leaderboard, Sheil has two victories and I have two victories. Zach, you still got your turkeys, though. I do. And I have I have more weeks remaining. You certainly do. Uh, there was something that I was just going to talk about, uh, but I have forgotten. Uh, can we just quickly talk a little bit more about the Eagles secondary? Because, you know, you're going up in this game against Jarvis Landry, Kaderil Hodge and Richard Higgins, and they're still somehow finding a way to torch him. Uh, you know, you, you talked about this was not a surprise to us, but maybe it was a surprise to them, but the way Avante Maddox and Jalen Mills are playing pretty, pretty ugly. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, they, uh, they made their bed at that spot. I, I, I don't necessarily like, like they had options, you know, they had Russell, Doug- they cut Russell Douglas, they cut Sidney Jones. All right. And uh, you can roll your eyes about what I say about Sidney Jones and, and, and you can say Russell Douglas exhausted, whatever he was here. I think that Douglas showed borderline. He was a solid replacement level player. Okay. And they could use that right now. And Sidney Jones still had potential when he was under contract. Um, I, I I thought, and you know, like I I would rather have, I would rather have Alshon Jeffrey on IR and Sidney Jones on the roster and and see if you get anything from Sidney in those first. Well, I'd rather have Rasul, but at the same point. Yeah. Or or Rasul. Yeah. Um, So they created this situation in their secondary. Um, I didn't mind the, the move of Mills over to uh, safety, but I viewed like, all right, well, you have Will Parks as an insurance policy. They don't use Will Parks at all, right? So, yeah, I mean, he played a little bit in this game. Uh, we saw a bunch of different uh, packages for the defense in this game. We saw some four linebacker packages. Davion Taylor played, and boy, did he, uh, you know, not look like he knew what he was doing out there. Uh, Strap, he started. I know he started in the four linebacker uh, lineup. Uh, strap was the primary nickel. Uh, they also played a bunch of dime on third down with four corners, not with parks on the field. Uh, Jalen Mills was playing on the outside at some point. Um, I think that was really more of just a, a formation thing. There were some plays where, uh, the Browns only had one wide receiver on the field. Uh, Kayvon Wallace got in the mix here. Uh, so, you know, they played a bunch of guys. I'm not so sure it mattered, but at least, at least they're playing young guys. Yeah, you're right. Um, Davion Taylor is, um, uh, I would say, probably not going to be a good player. It's too early for that. But your of second round pick, is. your second round pick, and your third round pick aren't giving you anything. And your first round pick, like every time you turn on the TV, there's another wide receiver <laughs> making up another rookie wide receiver making a play. I know. Like I, I was. No, you uh, made a nice catch on that. Uh, sure. Uh, on that contested ball in the fourth quarter, but. He's not stretching the defense. No. This so, whole thing, so, like this fit, yeah. the fit's not there. So there was a sequence. Uh, you know, I, I, I had I, I had red zone on um, and uh, and I'm writing and like, I see there, there was like a Michael Pittman play and then there was like a Justin Jefferson play. There's like a, a Denzel Mill, a, a Denzel Mims play, a CeeDee Lamb play, like all within a few minutes of each other. Um, Jalen Rager, nice. Rager's just, he's just been, he's been fine. Right. But he hasn't been a difference maker at, at that position so far. And it's, it's still early, but the Eagles are getting nothing from their draft right now. And it was a critical draft where I, 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 sh- I shouldn't say nothing. They're not getting enough from their draft. And it was a critical draft for them. I'm just checking out the uh, comments. You know, it's, it's hard to juggle all these things as you, as you guys well know. Uh, okay, uh, so here's the other thing I wanted to talk about, Zach. Uh, the biggest An hour into it, this is the other thing. This is about. the last thing we can close with this. <laughs> the, the The biggest swing in um, the NFC East projections today, I think, was not the Cowboys winning. 
nor uh, you know the the Washington football team winning. It was the season-ending injury for Joe Burrow because the Bengals played Washington today, and they still have both Dallas and the Giants. Uh, That's left interesting. Play. I didn't think about that. So those games go from now potential or likely losses for those NFC East teams to uh, should be wins, I think, with Ryan Finley at quarterback. You don't view and Ryan Finley in the same vein as Jalen Hurts? I do not. Okay. And, you know, as we talked about, there's a very good chance, I think, that the Eagles are going to be 3-10-1. Uh, do you believe they are still favorites for the division? Water gun to your kneecap. Who wins the NFC East? The Eagles. Really? Mm-hmm. I do. I, I feel I would be shocked if the Eagles won the division. You'd be shocked. I would be shocked. Like, like statistically, they, they, they probably still have the best odds. I don't believe so. They don't? Okay. I'm Ooh, guessing I'm guessing that they have now, they no longer have the best odds. I don't know that. Let's see if I can pull it up on our sponsored DraftKings. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think those other teams are going to get to six. One of those teams is going to get to six, six wins. And you think the Eagles be 5-10-1? I don't think they're going to win any of these next four games. Um. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't, I certainly would not bet on it. This isn't, I'm not saying that based on the Eagles. I'm saying that based on, on, on the other teams. Um, I think the Cowboys I, with Andy Dalton. If I had to pick one of them, I are a better team. You know what? I would I probably the, say, yeah. I would probably say Washington would, would be my pick. Um, I think the Eagles might be the worst team in the division. Yeah, like I, I look, I would really need to study those other three teams right now based on, on what we've seen. When we saw the Cowboys, they were bad, but they had Ben DiNucci. Um, yeah, I'd probably take back my Eagles. Pick. DiNucci. I, I take back my Eagles pick. The um, Eagles are right now, I don't know if this has been updated, but according to DraftKings, they are still the favorite. Okay. They're plus 140. The Cowboys and Giants are both plus 300, and Washington plus 450. Yeah, that Washington bet would intrigue me. If I had to bet on one of them, I would go plus four fifty. I like the those odds. odds. Yes. Well, let me pull it up. Uh, well, you know, we, we, you know, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Let me pull up the the remaining schedules. Okay. You see, this is the problem, by the way, with uh, when you do these live, like if you do these live pods, in 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 some other shows you do, they give you a rundown, and you can like think about something before you're asked about it. <laughs> Here. We do that Bull sometimes for the weekly shows, but for the an post-game pod, the, the post-game pod's about reaction. The pod. It's about pure, yeah. uncut reaction. Third, I've been working 13 hours. Flex. Uh, <laughs> yeah, flex. Um, yeah, so no, I, I'd probably take that back. I would not say the Eagles, but uh, I, I, I tend to trust the numbers. By the way, what end. other shows are we talking about here? Yeah. You trying to throw us on, You said these. Uh, you go on some of these shows. Like what? What other show? What, what are these other sh- other shows? You go on a radio show. Don't they make give me you jealous. A they say this is what we're going to ask. I don't you. get you a rundown on. for when I go on a radio yeah. show. You, if you go on TV, this is what they're going to ask you. Yeah. Oh, TV flex. Yeah. TV I flex. I don't feel like I feel like you don't get that much heads up. You just expected to know what you know. Yeah. No, but that's a question I I, I should have had a better answer for, and I apologize that I I please don't apologize. Uh, I, I would not pick the Eagles right now based on the schedule remaining ahead of them. Okay, um, well, I'll give it to you, okay? The yeah. Eagles have Seattle, Green Bay, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the football team, okay? Yeah, I think they beat, I, I think they beat uh, Dallas and Washington. So I think they, I think they get five, to 5, 10, and 1. Washington has Dallas this week, Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco, versus Seattle, versus the Panthers, Versus the Eagles. Two win, two to three wins there, maybe. So they're not getting, you know, they could get to five or six. Uh, Dallas with Andy Dalton. Washington at Baltimore at Cincinnati versus San Francisco versus the Eagles at the Giants. I think that's that's more wins than the Eagles, I think. And the G-Men have at Cincinnati this week at Seattle versus Arizona versus Cleveland at Baltimore versus the Cowboys. 
Yeah, I, th- I think this is a good topic for the midweek podcast. I think you know, I might we... be taking the G, man. Um, yeah, this is probably a good topic for the midweek podcast. I, I will I will take a look at it and, and really think about it and have an informed answer for you. Okay. Marissa, who you got? Sorry about your Titans. Another just <sighs> brutal win. Over time. It's getting Hashtag really Marissa's close. Titans. What was that, seven? Was that seven? It, it, it might have been eight. If it's eight, then no, really... they're not. A, they're not at eight yet because they had lost a couple games. No, that's six. That was just six. No, really? No way. That was seven. Uh, that was seven. Yeah, seven and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they always they could really their schedule could be. I mean, their record could be totally different than like they've pulled out so many last second games. Yeah, they have but... a two point win, a three point win, a one point win. An yeah. overtime, two overtime wins, and you know one other touchdown win. So, yeah, they've yeah. been very lucky with close games. Yeah. So, who do you got to my, win the NFC East, though? I don't know. I mean, we've talked a lot about Joe Judge on this podcast. I don't know, but they, you know, going into the bye, they had all that drama with their offensive line coach. Oh, that's true. We didn't get to talk about that, Zach. Yeah. Which um, definitely happened. Zach is Let's like, save that for this week. Mark, Mark we Colombo just into... uppercutting Joe Judge. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I kind of think maybe the Giants. I don't know. I think it will make the Thanksgiving game, the uh, Cowboys and Washington game, kind yeah. of interesting to watch. Um, there's something at stake, I guess. Um, so. How would you guys rank the four starting quarterbacks in the division? Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz. Who would I rather have for the rest of their careers or who would I rather have winning this a game season. next week? Next week. Next week? Mm-hmm. Just the quarterback? Yeah. Just Do I have a good defense? <laughs> yeah, whose uh, offensive line are you getting? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the Eagles. I didn't mean you're, to extend. You're the putting them. Yeah. You're putting them in. Yeah, you're putting sorry. them into the Eagles. Yeah, I was. I was simply saying. I was I trying to make go, a point that in the past. To yourself. Yeah, seriously. I would go. Um, Daniel Jones one, Alex Smith two, Ooh. Carson Wentz three, Andy Dalton four. Really? No love for Andy Dalton there. Yeah, I think the, he stinks. They beat the Vikings today. I mean, yeah, I mean I he's certainly, you know, he's, he's an upgrade yeah. from Danuch, unfortunately. But <laughs> what do you got, Zach? You, you don't even want to, you just want to go to sleep. Can we, do you mind uh, if we leave, do you mind if you go to sleep and we leave the YouTube on? Marissa and <laughs> I will just chop it up. Oh, yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. But, but you have to like, let us, we... you have to let us see you sleep. Oh, no, that would be weird. That would be weird. My, my, my wife would be pretty spooked out about that. <laughs> Come on! I'm not going to sleep after this, though. Yeah, what if way. we What if we do a Patreon? Can that? I gotta go through. I gotta Patreon? go through. Read my story. Um, wrap up my notes and and uh, have have some good ideas for this week. Actually, so I gotta pry. I gotta do some last minute prep. You have to get some good ideas, or you have good ideas. No, I have. I have some good ideas. These mm, are some is, good ideas. The, the quarterback flex. conversation. The, these are all true. sparking ideas. I'll close. I've already said we're going to close uh, like eight times already, but Thank I will yes, tell you yeah. that thing that I wrote about at the top of, of the day after is that um, I do think that there's like, there's a bit of a sadness to the way that this has gone for the Eagles, be, you know, for Eagles fans beyond just the outrage. Like, you know, you're watching Jason Kelsey play through this like brutal injury to come back just for this awful team. You know, you're watching Jason Peters be a shell of himself uh, so like the, the, the price of the sentiment, sentimentality of bringing all these guys back is that not only are you bad and you have an aging expensive roster, but you have to watch these, like these franchise icons deteriorate in front of your eyes. Yeah. The Jason Kelsey injury, you saw it like just a tough, tough guy did not want to go into the locker room, did not want to go in the blue tent and came back out and played. It's looked like he said stupid MFers when they showed him, and I don't know, you know, I don't know what, or I don't know what he was talking about, but hmm. probably just echoing uh, exactly what Eagles fans everywhere were thinking. And on that, with on that, that note, looks, with on that note, it looks like Zach is about to be beamed up uh, to whatever uh, higher being is above him. So let him go, and uh, Marissa and I will just keep talking. Look, I promise you, I will bring the juice on. <laughs> 
Are we doing it Friday? We're doing on the Friday day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I will bring. The I think we'll Friday. talk about it. We may, we may, yeah, we may skip the Wednesday this week and just go straight to a uh, supersized Friday review Ooh. slash preview. We'll see. It's interesting. Okay, we'll figure it out. Oh, Black Friday uh, podcast. Yeah, we should. I think there'll be some good deals on our T Public site <laughs> if you want those new. If you want those new T-shirts. And I saw on actually the, people buying and and, and and by the way, Bo, there's gonna be some great deals on the athletic, the place well, that we work for. Want to give that away? Not, not the, what if people want to subscribe over the next four days? You don't want to. You don't want to take away. We could be getting increased revenue. Don't don't tease that yet. What are you doing? <laughs> You're giving away money. Subscribe now. Pay the full price. Don't wait for the good Black Friday deal. What are you doing? Uh, I was going to say on the T Public site, you can also buy uh, all of the designs. You can do other things besides T-shirts. And I've been seeing a lot of masks, Birds with Friends listeners buying BWF masks. So just a possibility that's out there for you. Okay, well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Um, We may be back on Wednesday. We may be back on Friday. And if we don't talk to you till Friday, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you are uh, being very safe because the world is about to get even worse. It's going to get completely on fire. So. I mean, it's true. It's going to be an absolute you're disaster. End, you're supposed to end a show with something like positive, you know, like on yes. the news, they always do like we, the heartfelt like puppy yeah. story. Yes, and I hope that you guys stay safe. Uh, you know, <laughs> the world is not positive right now. I, I mean, we appreciate everyone who's been uh, watching this YouTube, uh, the the live yeah, video. We people. will be we will be better the next time we do it, and uh, there's going to be some good stuff on the Very athletic. Debatable. Speak for yourself on The Athletic this week and a big game for the Eagles next Monday. And for comprehensive coverage, go to theathletic.com. All right. So for uh, Shia, wherever he is, and Zach and Marissa, I'm Bo. And as always... We love you.